What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast, episode 150. Can you believe it? So to celebrate that milestone this week, we've got a fantastic guest. This week, I'm speaking with JJ Virgin. Now, you probably know JJ as a best-selling author in health and fitness, but you might not also know that she runs a second business which supports health and wellness entrepreneurs, and also that she's just released a new book called The Miracle Mindset. So this conversation is wide-ranging, and I think you're going to find it really useful. We're talking about the mindset shifts that are key for wellness entrepreneurs to use in their business and their life. We're talking about imposter syndrome. We're talking about fixed versus growth mindsets. We're talking about building resilience and being present and being courageous. And also the advice JJ wishes she'd given herself when she was starting her business. So I think you're going to find this conversation really interesting on several levels, both hearing from JJ and how she approaches her business as a very successful wellpreneur, but also as practical mindset advice that you can use starting today in your own business. It's a really good one. Now, I also wanted to let you know that Wellpreneur Marketing Bootcamp is opening its doors very soon. So if you want to make sure that you hear just as soon as Bootcamp is available to learn how to implement the organic growth system in your own business so that you can bring more of the right people to your website and turn them into paying clients, jump on the wait list. You can do that at wellpreneuronline.com slash bootcamp. Okay, get ready to be inspired because now we're going to jump into this interview with JJ Virgin. Hi, JJ. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Great to be here. So JJ, I first heard about you, and I haven't told you this, I first heard about you years ago when I was first starting the podcast through Mark Sisson, who said, JJ is the person you need to have on the podcast because she is like such a good embodiment of the wellness entrepreneur. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> so here I'm we are. I'm him in two days, so I will give him a big that one. Yeah. So here, three years later, finally, we have you on the show and we've got so much to talk about because you've got a new book all about mindset. And also you're so plugged into this world of supporting wellness entrepreneurs. So um, I'm excited to have this conversation. Thank you. You know, my big goal was to help the world. I, I just feel if people knew better, they do better and like just get the message of health out into the world. And I figured the best way to do that was actually just to support as many awesome health entrepreneurs in spreading their message. So, you know, I have my own, but that's what I really love to do. So for people that aren't familiar with you, if there are people that aren't familiar with you, like give us a little overview of what it is that, that you do in your businesses. So I have my personal brand business, which is really, I mean, it's all really about weight loss um, and anti-aging. And my market really is the 45 plus woman. 
um, it kind of has moved into some mindset stuff too, because you've got to put that in most, most of the women, when I asked them why they weren't where they want to be in their health, it was not a strategy issue. It was a, an issue with their self-worth. Um, they didn't feel good enough. So you got to work inside out as well. So there's that piece of it. And I do, you know, TV speaking, a big online presence, products, programs, books, all that. And then I actually, this is the funny part of it. I started all of that because I was doing practice development with doctors and I figured I couldn't teach something I hadn't done myself. And as I started to create those things, my personal brand business blew up. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, well, I'll focus on this. But the other business that I have is really teaching health entrepreneurs how to expand their impact and do that through collaboration and then all the latest things you can do to really innovate so you can elevate your brand and increase your impact. Awesome. So where, since you work with a lot of wellness entrepreneurs, where are some of the areas you see them getting stuck? Oh my goodness. Here's a huge one. And uh, maybe you can relate. This was definitely one for me. I didn't realize that it was so universal. I thought I was unique as we all tend to do and we're not, you know, I had a really bad imposter syndrome. And I find that seems to be one for a lot of health people is they feel like they're not good enough. Who are they to do this? They need another degree, another certification, right? And you see it in our industry. It's like, it's like they got 20 certifications after their name and they're still doing it. And like, Hey, we need to do continue education, but right now, wherever you are, you, you have enough, get, get going. So that is one of the big ones that I see as a challenge is you feel like I I'll be ready when I have the next degree or the next certification. I see that all the time. And it's people people are like waiting for sometimes the way the perspective that I see it from, because I talk a lot about marketing for wellpreneurs is it's like they're hoping that that next certification will suddenly just give them like the get clients button, you know, they can just push in their businesses set up. But the, you know, studying more health isn't actually teaching you how to fix your mindset or run your business. No. And you know, here's what's so interesting. And this, gosh, this, this subject, I'm so excited to be speaking to your tribe. So I was in my 20s and I was in like my third graduate school and I was a personal trainer and I was paying my way through graduate school's personal training and I'd actually got more innovative. So I had a personal trainer working for me, right? That's how I was doing it to because I was like, gosh, I seem to be stuck. So I started speaking and I had a personal trainer working for me. And I was walking down the beach with one of my clients and she said, so why are you in school? And I go, because I want to be more successful. She goes, well, that's not what's going to make you more successful. And I go, it's not. (laughs) And she goes, no. She goes, you need to learn marketing and business. I went, oh, all right. She goes, I'll teach you. And I said, fantastic. I'm in. And she was a massively successful um, multimillionaire, self-made, you know, I'd come from a like a little town in Kansas, very poor upbringing. And the first six months, she didn't teach me a thing about business. And I was so frustrated because I was like, why don't you teach me the business? But it was all mindset training for the first six months. And she says, until you get this in, we're not going to get anywhere with your business. And it's so interesting. I had another mentor a couple years ago who said, you know, the biggest personal development course you'll ever go on is the one that <laughs> of you building your own business. And if you think about it, wherever you believe you should be, whatever impact you think you can have in the world, whatever money you think you can make, all of those things are all wrapped up in this, your mindset. And in order for you to up-level in those areas, you got to up-level and build this mindset. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck. You'll get stuck every time. Awesome. I want you to talk to us a lot more about this mindset because I think, you know, 
before I got, before I, when I had my corporate job, before I got into this whole entrepreneur thing, I heard people talking about mindset and I thought, you know what? That's BS. I was like, that's just what they're telling us so that we don't have to, they won't actually teach us the secrets to being successful. And I, I think what you just said nailed it, which is that running your own business is like the best personal development exercise ever. And the further I go, the more I realize that mindset yeah. is so much of it. So can you talk to us about, and, and this ties into your book too, but start talking to us th about this idea of having this, this success and this resilience mindset. And here's the big problem. What the heck is mindset, right? I mean, that's the problem. I literally, and I'm super left brain. So I'm like, it seems woo woo out there. I can't wrap my brain, my, my brain around it. Like, how do I test for it? I'm used to, okay, you put someone on a scale and you get their body fat and your chest are bleeding. I like all the things that you can do to quantify if someone's successful on your program. And how do you do that with mindset? I actually like went straight to Wikipedia. I'm like, what's mindset? And then what I did was, here's what's, what's interesting is there's really two distinct mindsets, just your core set of beliefs. There is a mindset that is fixed. And those people think this is, you know, who I am is who I am. It's fixed, which then means that you're basically a victim. You can't change. You can't grow, right? Life happens to you. So let's all agree we don't want that one. We don't want that. And then there's a growth mindset. That's the person who knows that like you actually can control what happens to you and through you and by you That's and, and by growing your mindset and that your mindset is a core set of beliefs, um, ways that you think and that you can develop these. And I, I think the big challenge is, is that there really wasn't a way to quantify these or exercise them because just like we would never think someone's going to get stronger if they just sat on their butt all day long, right? No one's going to think that, but you're not going to increase your mindset and build it unless you strengthen it, challenge it. So I went through and identified these seven key areas that I saw when I looked at people who I think are just amazing, right? <laughs> and successful. I'm like, what do they have in common? And I, that's what I built. I built a way to test for these seven things and then a way to develop these seven things in which the book has these lessons that I tell my story and what I went through. But really, it's these seven lessons that I realized are at the root of all of this. So rewind for a second, though, because I think one challenging thing about mindset is that we can't see it in ourselves because to us, it just seems normal, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't realize that you have a a scarcity mindset or a fixed mindset because it's just your lens that you see the world through. So right. like, how do you even start recognizing where you're holding yourself back through mindset? I know that's the big thing. So I honestly would never, never, none of this would have ever dawned on me except that I went through a major life crisis when my son nearly died in a car accident and I had to literally launch my book because I was totally invested in this book and I'm the financial support for my family next to him in the ICU with him in a coma and, and keep it all flowing in together. And afterwards, people are like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. And that's, that's when I stopped and really went, how did I do it? And I realized that what that mentor I talked about trained me in my 20s had just become who I was. And just like we are, we don't realize where our pitfalls are, what our real advantages are, unless we sit and look at it. And again, unless we go through and go, okay, how am I doing in resilience, in courage? In, uh, and these are the ones that I looked at, like resilience, being able to take action. I see so many people that either that are procrastinating or they're waiting till they have that other degree or they're waiting till they have it perfect. 
it's that so I don't have to excuse people who live in scarcity rather than abundance, you know, what you get, what you expect. So the phrase I use is your limitations will become your life or your tolerations will become your life, right? Being able to live in the present, because if you're not in the present, you're either depressed about the past or anxious about the future. Being courageous and being willing to take those risks that there is no way to be bigger in your life without going through fear on a regular basis. Being collaborative, both helping and asking for help. And then the big one that I actually learned from this one that I didn't realize I didn't have that became a key healing point for me was was forgiveness. But I actually created an assessment so that you could look at where you were in all these things. And moreover, there's a way for you to develop these attributes so that if you are one of those people who's like, I'm not going to do that yet. I don't have it till, until I get it perfect, which of course we know is never, you know, <laughs> there is no such thing that there's a way to get you into action or get you to live in the present, which is the more important thing. You know, it's like if you identify a problem and give no solution, that's just kind of mean, I think. So where can we do the assessment? Is that in the book? That is not in the book because we didn't have enough space to print it. However, in the book, I have a little place that you can go. And I think I'm looking up the link right now because I put it all over oh, the book. You can, yeah, you can send it to me after. And I'll yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, miraclemindset.com forward slash quiz. So you can take the assessment. That works. Simple. Awesome. So yes. I'd love if you could share like just some ways we can start to build, we can start to improve these, especially around like resilience or getting rid of that scarcity mindset. I don't know if you have one of your favorite practices or something. I have, yeah, about. I have a bunch of things. You know what I love about these is they're simple. Like here's how I built all of my health programs, science-based and simple and big needle movers. So I like to say the little hinges swing the big doors. You know, we look at something and for everyone on who probably has had that client who, you know, wants to have this big change and do very little and they want to see a change in like a day, you know, and you're like, yeah, you're not losing 10 pounds tomorrow. It's not happening. But I do like to create little shifts that we can put into place to create habits because if you do these, they're additive and all of a sudden you have this exponential effect. And one of the simplest things that saved me in the hospital was I have this habit that I built from this woman. And every day I get up and I pull out my little journal and I literally physically write down three things at least that I'm grateful for. And that is massive. So that is one that you can do because if you, if you are feeling scared, pull out a journal and start writing out what you're grateful for. The fear gets pushed right out of the way. And there's pretty interesting research showing that gratitude over time builds resilience. Now, the next one is this whole idea of, of fear. And I actually created this, this acronym to remind myself about this called the Mindset CPR. So it's Courage, Purpose, Resilience. And what I find with people is if they have a big enough why, you know, if you want to take the island ship to burn all the boats, if you have that purpose, it helps you step up into that fear. Because anything that you're going to do that's worth doing is probably going to scare you a bit and maybe scare you a lot. So you have to have the purpose that'll help you push through it and step into it. But the cool thing about fear is it's actually a very short term feeling. It's a biochemical response. It's like 90 seconds. So I teach people to just kind of lean into that fear and ride that wave. And then if you do that, that courage and purpose over time builds this resilience. And every time you lean into that fear, your comfort zone expands. You go, oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, it wasn't so bad, right? So when you're doing your little journaling in the morning, you write down the three things you're grateful for. And then whatever that thing you're working on right now, whatever that big purpose is right now, 
And in, I used to do this with weight loss clients. It's like, it's not that you want to lose 20 pounds. There's something behind the 20 pounds that's going to change in your life. What is that? That's the purpose. Let's keep that going so that when things get challenging, you'll keep going. I think that's, I mean, to get down to that root cause of what's actually motivating you behind the thing. I wonder if we could use that in our businesses too. Like, oh, so heck you want, yeah. You want to have a successful business, but why? What, why? what need the is that thing behind? behind the thing? Yeah. You know, it's like, is it like, is it, is it an ego? And I get really clear on that because I realized some, at one point in my business, it's like, am I doing this part of my business? Is it ego driven? Is it impact driven? Why do I want to impact people? Is this because I want people to love me? Like, what's the reason behind it? Then you can build your business because the cool thing that we get to do as entrepreneurs is we can actually build a business that can do what we want it to do, make the kind of money we want to make and live the life we want to live. We can't. So in which people are like, really? I'm like, yes, you can. But you have to get really clear on what that really is, because if you're not, you may do what I've done in the past, which is build a business you hate, which is really awful, <laughs> especially when you know you did it, right? Mm -hmm. Especially because so many people are trying to escape from jobs that they don't like. And then to wake yeah. up and realize you've created something that you don't really like, like anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why am I doing that? And I also got like these ridiculous goals that I just got swept up into because everybody else around me had these goals. And I'm like going, I should have bigger, you know, bigger goals on how much product I need to sell. And, how, and then all of a sudden I went, this is actually not important to me. And so you really have to get back and go, why am I doing this? And if the financial part, like how much money do I want to make? Why do I want to make it? What do I, how do I want to provide for my kids? How do I want to, what kind of lifestyle do I want to have? Is this lifestyle really important to me? You know, and that's, that's what you have to get around too, so that you can design that, that business that really creates the life that you want to live. But it is so much that we're looking at other people all the time, right? So you oh, see, gosh, especially yeah. online. So most people listening in the audience are trying to market themselves online and you, you can get so much, like, I mean, it could just send you into this like tailspin of anxiety and feeling less than when you start looking yeah. at everybody else's marketing exactly, online. Exactly. Because everybody else looks better than you. I catch myself doing this. So I will, I like, and I'm going, would you just, I can't believe you're doing this because some of my closest friends are just ridiculously explosive right now in their businesses. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I go, Hey, remember you actually didn't want to create that. So stop it. Cause I'll go, oh my gosh, I should be building a hundred million dollar brand. I'm like, you don't want to do that. Remember, like you actually like to be at home and you know, <laughs> I was like, cause you get sucked in. You think I should do that. You know, you shouldn't. I shouldn't. You should do exactly what business you want to build. And the other part of it is, is it will always appear. No one's up on Facebook telling you what a crappy day that the things they put together in their business totally failed. No one's going to go on Facebook and write that stuff. So all you're going to see is all good news, right? I mean, unless people are bitching about the present. But for the most part, you're going to see all this good news. You're not going to hear, oh, gosh, I, I did this today and my clients dropped me and they hate me. And I, you know, you're not going to see this stuff. So you think everyone else is doing so much better than you. It is interesting. I just had a launch that didn't go the way we wanted it to go. And I was looked at it and I thought, huh, what shall I do here? And what I decided was that I was going to tell all my partners exactly what happened, what worked, what didn't work. And I've never gotten the response I've gotten from everybody. They were like, oh my gosh, it's the best email ever. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. Like, thank you. Because I was like, hey, this, this worked, but this really failed. 
<laughs> and they're like, wow, okay. You know, because usually people only tell you what's so great, right? Mm-hmm. It's so refreshing and- <laughs> when you hear like other things don't always work out for everybody. It's, it's People love that because it's the truth and enough people don't talk about it. Yeah. 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 And that's what people need to know. You know what? If you want to be super successful, you know what you have to do? Be willing to fail a lot, a lot. It's not going to be the, the, the amount of times I had an ABC primetime show. It never aired. My first book never got printed. You know, you, you want to really go out there and, and hit it big, be willing to fail again and again and again. Because that's how you'll be super successful. You are not going to get there hitting every single one out of the park. Never is going to happen. So you've mentioned a couple times about creating the type of business that you really want that's aligned with your values. And, and you've mentioned that, you know, you've had that experience in your, your, with your own business that you've sometimes felt like you should do something else. And then you realize, no, that's not what I want. So I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about that. Like maybe how do you actually know what you want? Or how do you, how do you know what, because I think, I think specifically in business, people will say, well, I know I want, you know, I want to have a certain type of lifestyle or be home with my kids after school or whatever it is, or run a clinic or whatever it is that they want to do, but they're not exactly sure how to get there. (laughs) So like, how do you, (laughs) how do you make those decisions in your own business of like how making sure you're making decisions that are going in the direction that. Well, and here's the thing, you've got to be willing to go down the wrong path and turn around. You know, it's not going to be a straight shot. You can't course correct standing still. So I've gotten to where I've gotten because I stay in action and some things are the right path and some things I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to do this or that was a fail or, you know, so the first thing that you would do, like if you were just starting right now, the first thing that you want to think about is which audience do I really love and want to serve? Like I love working with health entrepreneurs. I've, I've always worked a lot with doctors, personal trainers and nutritionists. Like I'm, I'm both of those things. So that's a world I love to work in. So I knew that for sure. And in the consumer side, I like working with 45 to 65 year old women. I'm 53. I don't want to work with a 20 year old. I like, I want to work with women around that age. I really get what they're going through. So I'm really clear of my avatars on both things. Then I look at how do I like best to work? Like, what do I like to spend my time doing? I hate writing. Well, that sounds a little ridiculous because I'm a, I have all these books, <laughs> but I don't, I don't write. I speak. And then I have people write what I spoke. So I like to do video. I like to do audio. I like to speak on stages. So I'm going to design things more around that, right? And I like high level coaching and I like putting on events. So I've built my business around that stuff because that's what I like to do. And that's my more of my unique ability. And if I have to do stuff where I'm in the weeds doing stuff I don't like, I'm not going to do it. And then as quickly as possible, you start to, because we all start with nothing, right? We all start from round zero with this stuff is you start to offload the stuff that you're not good at that you don't like. You know, it's, I look at things and I go, if someone can do it faster, better, cheaper, I shouldn't be doing it. And so you start with like, to me, the easiest things you start offloading quickly are things like the accounting, right? (laughs) You know, the bookkeeping goes off, but you look at what stuff you can offload and you keep offloading as you go until you're just working in your highest unique ability. That's the ultimate goal. Ooh, JJ, this is so good. Okay. So I want to zoom back to something you said before, because I I think it ties it all together. You'd mentioned that one easy habit we can develop is writing a few things we're grateful for in the morning. And I'm curious with this idea of developing a success and resilience mindset, how does that tie into 
like your whole health and fitness practice. And to me, when you mentioned about writing a gratitude journal, the thing that popped up is morning routine. This sounds like it's Mm -hmm. tying into a healthy morning routine. So how do those play together? I have a total morning routine. I was, in fact, uh, Hal Elrod, who's got Miracle Mornings, a buddy. So I just did, I'm in there, his and Cameron Harrell wrote the Miracle Minds uh, Morning for Entrepreneurs, which I'm part of. I think they needed a woman. There's big advantages to be a woman in in the entrepreneurial space because there's not a lot of us. I think one of the most key things that you can do is really dial your morning in because that's the one you have the most control over. I mean, stuff can go crazy during the day, but you know your morning is your morning. And so I've got a routine that, and, and that's one of the things I teach clients too. Now, I don't work out in the morning because that is my best writing time, my best creative time. And again, by writing, I'm sketching and frameworking. I'm not like writing blog posts because that would make me unhappy, but I'm, I'm doing all my creatives in the morning, but I get up, I journal, I have bulletproof coffee without the stuff in it. I just do the beans, um, take my thyroid. And then I do a lot of my creative mental work and I have my morning shake and I do my workouts in the afternoon, midday afternoon. But I teach all of my clients to just block time and schedule things in. So whether it's because truthfully, when you look at this, it's all the same. All these success habits, it doesn't really matter if we're talking about relationships, finance, career, health, the mindset strategies work in all of them, the strategies of how you schedule out your life work in all of these things. And I found that the most successful people have really good habits, right? I remember Tony Robbins talking about this and saying like the difference between the people who are highly successful and the ones who are not really, that are just kind of successful is maybe 10%. And it's these habits. It's just these habits. It's getting them in place, which means you don't put 10 new habits in at once. You put one. You decide, I'm going to start my gratitude journal every morning. Then I'm going to add to my gratitude journal with really, what are my key goals that I'm working on right now? So they're front and center and really focused. And then I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm really focusing in on batch time. So I've got, I've got my focus time. I, I just interviewed Amy Porterfield and she talked about having tiger time. So that time is this time you fiercely protect. No one's allowed in. You tell your team and your family and people so that they know to not that you're not going to be responding during that time. And then you dial in your health routines so they serve you. I don't know any person who's hugely successful who's not got their health routines dialed because you can't and you can't work at the level you need to unless you're you've got your health. It will hold you back. So we're getting to the the end of our interview, but I'm wondering if you had well, two more questions, I guess. So first of all, if you could go back to when you were just getting started with your health and wellness business and give yourself some advice, what would you tell yourself? Two things I would have done right away. I would have hired a coach, hire a mentor, and always have a mentor. Always be looking for that next mentor and you know, find the person who's doing what you're doing, who's just further ahead than you, right? Make sure they've actually done what it is you want to do. There are like you know, I have challenges with the business coaches who haven't actually done the business. I'm like, why, you know, hello. So actually they should do what you've done or or they should be, have done what you want to do and then get yourself in a community. That is another key thing is to make sure you're in a community. I was, um, always learning, but I briefly had that mentor. And then I had a gap of 15 years before I got another mentor and my business shifted. When I got the mentor, that's when my business took off that second time. It, that was the entire, like I can, I can t- look at all my business success and it was based on getting and keeping mentors and staying in groups because you are who you hang out with. Jim Rohn talks about this, you know, and it's still more relevant today than ever. 
is you know, he talks about your income's the average. And then we found out that your weight's actually the average of the people you hang out with. Well, everything is the average. Your mindset is too. So if you want to up-level your business and your mindset, hang out with people who think the way that you want to think, who are resilient, who are courageous, who take action, right? Who are collaborative, who will support you and lift you up. When I just had this launch that didn't go well and I put that message out there, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're so fierce. You're so courageous. You're amazing. We, you know, this will end up even bigger than before. They were all lifting me up. No one was negative, bratty, because I don't have those people in my life. So when you're looking for a mentor or a group, are you just going with your gut? Like who, where do you feel like you click? Like where are your people? Yeah, you know, when you've found your tribe, you know, it's like, I can tell when I walk in somewhere, this is my tribe, that's not my tribe. You know, for a mentor, I've always I've had a lot of amazing mentors. And I look for someone who is like the after picture of where I want to be like, I'm the before they're the after, right? So you know, I found an amazing business coach who was had really crushed it on online and I hired her. Then I found a great speaking coach. Then I found a great your book coach. And that's what I do. I just keep walking forward, looking for where, where, where do I need to grow next? Where's my deficit next? And it, you know, you do get to a point where I'm kind of like, okay, I've been like, okay, where do I go next? As far as the group goes, I actually built my own because I needed uh, that. That's what I wanted to be around. I wanted to be around other amazing health entrepreneurs. I couldn't find a group, so I built one. So that's how I've solved that problem so that I can be around those people. So kind of a strange question, but I've heard it several times. People will say, well, how do you get somebody to be your mentor? Like you can obviously hire a coach. That's not hard. But when you meet somebody and you're like, wow, I want them to be my mentor. Like, how have you done that? How have you started? Well, I hire them. To me, that is a, if you want someone to commit to, to you, you, you need to hire them. I actually, I always keep one person who I'm mentoring for free because I think that that is a give back, but I make sure they're highly committed. Otherwise I won't work with them. But I believe that you should hire a mentor and here's why. The minute you give someone money, you just committed and we commit with our wallet. I learned early on in the, in the weight loss world that if I tried to help someone for free, that I was pretty much assuring that they would fail. And I, tr I tested that one over and over and over again, because all of us in the health field were softies. And every single time it was exactly the same thing. They failed. And so I don't do that. If I want someone to be successful, I mean, ideally, you would have to pay someone if you wanted to hire them as their, your mentor, you'd have to pay them more than you could afford because then you'd really pay attention, right? So I believe you have to go and stretch and hire a mentor and pay for it. And then you'll really pay attention because you'll make darn sure, like my first mentor, this is going to sound crazy. And it's crazy. It still sounds crazy to me. I was broke, 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 you know, and I had little kids and I hired this woman. It was a hundred thousand dollars. I did not even have like, I, I, I was like, huh, you know, but I did $550,000 in sales that year. And it wow. just catapulted me because I was like, I'm getting every penny's worth of this, <laughs> right? It and is I true. Just, if it was like 10 bucks, you'd be like, well, I could do the work. I could not do the work. But when you're invested like that, you are going to do yeah. everything she says. This is happening. Yep. <laughs> yep. So Amazing. that's what I did. Cool. <laughs> Thanks so much. So do you have any other, any other thoughts or advice to share with this audience of Wellpreneurs? Yes. I mean, we could talk it's, all day, but <laughs> we could talk all day. Um, I'm just, I, I'm just honored to be on this podcast. This is what you, what, you know, I love supporting everyone in health because when we get better, we change the world. 
You know, it's not like we just sold to learn how to sell people better cars. We're actually making a massive difference in the world. And the, and the world needs us more than ever. And one of the things that I think we all need to get over, because I see in health people, they're afraid to sell, afraid to learn how to sell, afraid to learn how to market. But nothing happens without that. You're going to have to sell people to move, you know, more. You're going to have to sell them to drink more water, to eat their broccoli. And the better you get at that, the bigger impact you can make out in the world. So if you're afraid of that right now, check in with yourself on that because that's a limitation that will limit you in your business. Thank you so much, JJ. So tell us where we can get your new book and also where we can find out more about how you support the Wellpreneur community. Okay. So new book is everywhere, but obviously easiest is Amazon and it's Miracle Mindset. And mindsharesummit.com. We have a Facebook group that's super awesome, Mindshare Summit private Facebook group. And then mindsharesummit.com is information on our annual event we hold every August in San Diego. Thank you so much, JJ, for taking the time to be here today. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. As always, you can get all the links to everything we talked about in the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com. And don't forget that Marketing Bootcamp is coming soon. So if you want to get on the wait list to be notified as soon as it's available, go to wellpreneuronline.com slash bootcamp and you can join the wait list there. Okay, have a fantastic week. I will hopefully see you in the Facebook group in between. And I'll also see you back here next week with the next episode. 